Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the wall. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you on this Wednesday morning. I trust we're going to have a great time. I want to say, arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon you, and his glory shall be seen within you. So I hear the Lord say, Eagle Saints, arise, and let the eagle anointing cause you to soar, to go ever onward, ever upward. Keep moving forward in your journey. I'm reminded of a scripture going all the way back to the book of Exodus when God, by the supernatural working power of who he is, delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt, and they were brought to the brink of transformation and transition. And one of the things that happened when they came out of Egypt, they found themselves at the Red Sea and no way out. The Egyptian armies were coming at them from one direction. They had nowhere to go because their back was against the wall, so to speak, or against the Red Sea. And the people started crying out, oh, my God, you took us out here to die. You took us out here, you know, and we could have been alive eating leeks and garlic and all that stuff. 
And God, Moses is on his face going, what's going on here? And uh, they were in a lot of trouble. And God told Moses at that time, get off your face, stand on your feet, and pray. And tell the children of Israel to what? Move forward. Forward. March, right? I mean, come on. We're still in the month of March. Forward. March. Forward. Forward. March. Get off your face. Get off your laurels. Stop whining. Stop complaining. Stop murmuring. Stop being afraid because of everything. You don't know which way to go. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. God is the God that makes a way in the wilderness. He'll make a way through the rivers. He'll make a way through the fire. He says, I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. The only thing you and I need is an attitude of pioneering forward into the purposes of God. The kingdom of God is awaiting your advancement. It is waiting for you to show up and reactivate the power of that kingdom. The power of the kingdom has never disappeared. It's just men's hearts grew cold and weary and their faith drooped down low. But you could be the one to stir up a spirit of faith and activate the hand of God to do the things that God does. There's nothing anywhere that says God doesn't do that anymore. No, men's hearts have grown cold because of a long 2,000-year spiritual battle, and you and I who come to the end of the end of the ages need a special equipping to release the glory of God and the power of God to be able to go forward into the purposes of God, and we are at that transition. I just want to tell somebody today, get up and move forward. That was the word of the Lord to Moses concerning the children of Israel. Don't stay down. Don't, don't, don't look back. Don't do anything. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't wave the proverbial white flag of surrender to your struggle to the powers of darkness. Rise up in the name of Jesus Christ and be made whole. Be strong and bold as a lion. Be fearless. Go out and be a dragon slayer. Be a giant conqueror. Be what God has put in you to be. It's not you. It's him. He is all things to all men. So, eagle saints, arise. Fly, soar. Get high above the storms. Get a new perspective of what's going on in the world today. This is not the time of your worry, your concern, your trouble, even though the great tribulation is coming, and I get that, but if we're prepared, we're going to go right through that baby. We're going to endure that but this is a time of woe upon the world. You are literally witnessing Bible prophecy unfolding in your generation like no other generation in the history of the world. And you are secured in your salvation. You have a blessed assurance of your salvation because of Jesus Christ. He loves you. He has died for you. Yea, he rose again for you so that you might live. He is at the right hand of God making intercession for you. So I tell you today, rise up, be made whole, get off your face, move forward, tell the people of God, flap your wings. I'm going to bring an anointing, the breath of my spirit, and it's going to catch wind beneath your wings. You're going to rise up, get a new perspective, and move on in the journey. Nobody gives up here. Nobody gives in here. Nobody turns back here. Oh, I know you didn't do it right this way, and it fell apart that way, and nothing seems to be working, but there's a reality. All things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So get up. We have a lot of work to do, 
We're going to talk a little bit about it today. We have a lot of work to do. Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. Now, you know, Mamma Mia, what is that name? Mother Mary. Well, who's that? That's, the, that's Jesus's mother. <laughs> okay. So anyways, we, 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 Italian family, New Jersey, Catholic, you know, Mamma Mia. But anyways, we're, you know, getting serious. I want you to get up, rise and shine, man. The glory and the power of God, the anointing of God. There's so much treasure. There's so much wealth, so much richness. And the reality is you haven't been where we're going. I haven't been where we're going. None of us have been where we're going. We are a generation of transition. And while there have been many transitions behind us of the movements of God in the dispensations of God, in the ages of God, in the eons of God, in the economy of God, all kinds of shifts and movements and transitions. Well, you and I, we've come to the greatest moment of transition the world will ever know. And we do understand that in time of transition, you have to go through something to get to the other side. Whether you have to go through the Red Sea, which was impossible, but God made a way where there was no way, or whether you have to go through the Jordan River, which was impossible, but God made a way where there was no way. You have to go through something to get somewhere. Where are we going? We're going to the other side of this moment is the 1,000-year millennial reign of Jesus Christ, the second coming of the Lord. But we've got to go through something to get there. We've come to the brink of the river. The, everything behind us is behind us. 2,000 years of church age, kingdom age behind us. We now go through the tribulation, and on the other side, immediately after the tribulation, the Lord will return. So you got to get up, be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power in your inner man. Wake up in the name of Jesus. Oh, I pray that God would send something of a chemical acceleration to make contact with your physical body to stir the juices of God within you to stir your cells to activity and divinity and alive awakeness and, and treasury, life-giving, sparkling power spirit in the name of Jesus. I really do. Because, you know, some people are just dull of hearing. Some people are just, you know, and we cannot afford that right now. We cannot afford that right now. So be inspired. Be encouraged. Get up. Move forward. Tell the people of Israel, move forward. Man, is that a pioneering word, right? And it's a militant kind of phrase as well. So I'm going to hit you with some tough stuff, first of all, this morning, okay? Now, Brian and Kathy, they are in Tennessee. They started a new job. He told us last week. And so we're going to miss them for a while. I don't know how long we're going to miss them, but we're going to miss them. And uh, we wish them the very, very best in their transition all the way from Honduras to Hawaii to Tennessee. And so we bless that, and we'll look forward to when we can talk to them again. Now, I don't know if Darren Chappelle is listening right now to this broadcast, but Darren, if you happen to be listening to this broadcast and hearing this broadcast, we need to chat. We need to talk. And by the way, I don't know if Brother Michael V. uh, or anybody else from the ARC is listening But uh, as soon as I'm done here today, I sure could use a little help. I got to go pick up a trailer, and I got to go pick something up in Taunty Town, and I got to bring it back, and then I got to get to another appointment. So if anybody could help me immediately after this broadcast, uh, we need to know. Now, I'm just getting this. Brian and Kathy said, we are here. Now, how's that possible? We are here. Where are you? Um, Okay. Well, let's find out what's going on with Brian and Kathy. 
Uh, I will. I'll. Let's see where they are. By golly, where are they? Brian and Kathy. Let's do an invite. Let's see Gmail. Let's see if I can get them on here. Yeah. Okay. 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 I thought Brian told us that he was started a new job last week. Okay, so here, here, praise the Lord, pass the ammunition. We are here. We are bumped on YouTube. We are bumped on YouTube? What does that mean, we're bumped on YouTube? YouTube doesn't like us anymore? Aw. All right, so. Well, there's always something, right? When fear comes, that's why they don't like the title. When fear comes, because terrible fear is going to strike them. All right, so what I did, Brian and Kathy, what I need you to do, if you are listening, I need you to dial the number 818-369-0326. I I need you to do that for us so we can call in and get your your conversation here today. Um, And my apologies, I thought for sure you started a brand new job, and that's why I didn't hear from you on the uh, email. So um, 818-369-0326 is where you need to call into, and then I'll pick it up. There's the number right there, 818-369-0326. So we'll bring Brian and Kathy into the broadcast. I'm not sure why we got kicked off of uh, YouTube. So Brother Kevin says we did. So hallelujah. All right. So, hey, I see you guys, but what I need... What's going on? You're supposed to be working today. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm up at 2.30 to 10.30. Oh, at afternoon tonight? Yeah. <laughs> I was driving five hours yesterday. I just figured. Well, it's good to see you, but I need you to do something. For the people tuning in, I need you to just call in because what's happening, for whatever reason, when you guys come on, there's no audio for the people on the phone. And I'm not sure what that is. Okay. But if it's possible, would you just kind of hang up on this and then call into the program, and then we'll have your clear voice. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right. So we're learning all kinds of new lessons here today. All right. So Jeff Bass is saying you are on YouTube. All right. So we're not kicked off of YouTube. Somebody's got to make up the reality here. So I don't want you to lose the essence of what we're talking about today. And that essence, again, is getting up, getting on, moving forward, getting anointed. But I am going to hit you with some tough stuff today. And Brian and Kathy are going to be calling in in just a moment. And we will be talking with them. So uh, that's a good thing. I want to begin in the book of Proverbs today. Proverbs. Do I want to go to Proverbs? All right. Proverbs today. And Pastor Jeff, you have a... A full invitation anytime to call in here. You know that. We have a lot to talk about, and time is winding down. We're getting, we're getting winded down. It's the 23rd of March. Gives us a week left in the month of March, and then we have two weeks in April, and then we're having the Feast of Passover here in northwest Arkansas. And um, there's some changes coming, some transition coming that um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. So what we'll do... What we're going to do, and remember, Brian and Kathy, if you're hearing, all you have to do is press one on your dial pad when you do call in, okay? Press one on your dial pad. So in Proverbs chapter one, I'm going to get into this right now just for a minute. Proverbs chapter one, and let's begin in verse 
20. Proverbs 1, 20. Wisdom cries without. She utters her voice in the streets. She cries in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city, she utters her words saying, how long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof, she says. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called and you refused. Now that word refused there, let's take a quick look at it. It's the ma'in, and it means literally just to utterly reject, you know, to be distasteful. You, you, you didn't like anything I had to say, wisdom says. So because you have, uh, I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. You didn't, re- I'm stretching out to you. I'm reaching out to you. I'm calling out to you. But you're not regarding it, okay? But you have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. You wouldn't do anything that I told you to do. You wouldn't take heed to my counsel. So God says in verse 26, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. When your fear comes as desolation, and your destruction comes as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices, For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoever hearkens unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Let me say that again. Whoever listens to me will be quiet from fear of evil. They will dwell safely. I really believe today that many people in, in, the, in the intrinsic, most deep part of their being, existence, need to know of the assurance of their salvation. Not a mental, well, I went to the altar, I said the prayer, I'm, I'm born, you know, I, I believe of God and all that. No, no, no. I'm talking about something at the, at the seat in the heart at the altar of the heart, at the very center of of the life, there is something necessary today for people to know that they truly are saved and safe and preserved and delivered and protected and are being made whole. They need to know that. And it can't just be a mental ascent because the mind will be shaken, but it's in the foundation of the existence of the born-again spirit in the heart of man that we need to know that Jesus Christ loves us, that Father God loves us, that God so loved the world that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life, which means all the foolish people of the world and people that claim to be Christians only mentally 
but don't have a spiritual heart experience with God, knowing that they are safe, knowing that they're protected, and, and being assured because they are following the Lamb whithersoever he goes. All right, so it is important. I feel the Spirit of the Lord is just saying to someone today, you need to really grasp, you need to really know with a K-N-O-W, not with the epignosis knowledge of the mind, but you need to have an intimacy, a knowing in your spirit, an in, in, in intercourse of your heart with the Lord that you really are saved, that you have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life that your name has not been eradicated, and it won't be because you're going to follow the Lord, and you're not going to fall away. You've heard the truth. You know what you have to fight against. Your love's not going to wax cold. You're not going to betray and hate one another. You're not going to allow the world because you're going to be dwelling where? Because you're hearkening to the Lord and preparing and living on this earth like salmon going against the stream. We, God knows that your life isn't going with the flow. God knows that your life is going in a different direction than the world. You're not on the wide road that leads to destruction, wherein many be. You're on the narrow pathway that leads to eternal life. And that's going against the flow of everything we know in the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I could keep on preaching and preaching. I don't want to. So I'm going to just go to the phone calls. I'm going to bring in Brian and Kathy right now. I'm going to put on my headphones, and I'm going to say good morning to you all once again. How are you, and what the heck is going on? <laughs> Hello there. Hey, good morning. Hello, and good morning to both of you. We are getting, I started, I actually started my job last week. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you loud and clear. Okay, great. Yeah, so sorry about that confusion. I thought I, I thought I'd let you know that we were, uh, we, that I worked from 2.30 to 10.30. So we, we will always think, be here unless we can't okay. and you don't, well, unless you don't want us. <laughs> yep. No, we want you. I, it's me. I took. We were we were just gone all day yesterday, and I, I I'll take full responsibility. My apologies, but I'm glad you're here, and I know God has something for us that you're going to say to us today. So, in line with what we're thinking this morning, what do you have? Well, we were going to show you our our uh, Kathy sprouts that she sprouted, all, our emergency sprouts. <laughs> oh, bummer. Are those the ben. micro sprouts? No, they're they're actually just um, uh, sprouts like uh, alfalfa, and uh, they're grown in a jar, and you just water them twice a day, and you don't need soil, and you don't need trays, and it's really simple. You, they're not microgreens because microgreens are hard to grow in a jar, but anybody can do this with a jar and sprouts that I ordered online, or you can get at a health food store or something, and um, I'd be happy to share with the audience. Um, all the details I could write it in or something. and But I just feel like um, God has definitely had his, had his um, you know, preparing, getting food kind of, uh, you know, like 50 or 100 pounds of food stocked up and and also Be getting nice. in really good shape, getting healthy and prepared, like preparing for, you know, the battlefield not just spiritually, but physically too, you know, we should take care of ourselves and um, eat the right foods, exercise, and start learning how to be more self-sufficient if, you know, if, for those who haven't been. And also, you know, the Bible talks about fasting, and fasting is really important, even if it's just for a few hours for some people. And I understand not everybody can fast if they have some, you know, low blood sugar or some kind of physiological reason that they cannot go without calories. But um, I'll tell you, 
you know, for those that do fast, and you thinking that there might be a famine or a time in the future where we're going to have to go a day, three, five, seven days without any food or just a very little, you're going to go, I can do this because I went without for such and such time. And, you know, and I think it all, it's just God preparing us physically and, of course, spiritually. So um, everything that, you know, I love it when you were saying yesterday about the um, seeds, you know, get some soil, get the seeds, and make sure you have water. You know, it's everything, you know, in the spirit that God talks about, especially in Mark 4, the sower and the seeds. And then he gives the increase. But I think it is, you know, I just love today you're just all fired up and blowing the trumpet and a great message for the watchmen that we need to hear, no matter if we like the like it or not. I don't know why people wouldn't want to hear how to be prepared. Well, amen. It's just because they're afraid of what's coming down the pike. And that's the thing. Fear is coming. And the people who have rejected and mocked at the things of God are going to have to pay a price. And, you know, that's and God, when God starts laughing at you when your calamity comes, when God starts mocking you because you mocked him, woof, that's a really bad place to be in. <laughs> yeah. I pity that. All right. So I'm so glad you guys are preparing. That is absolutely phenomenal. How are you liking Tennessee right now? We absolutely love, love Tennessee. It. We love it. It's, oh, it's awesome. the most friendly place I've ever been on planet Earth so far. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful testimony. Praise God. Pastor Kevin Honeycutt would love to hear that. Praise the Lord. Hmm. That's yeah, and he's in. This is Greenville in East Tennessee, and so it's. Uh, I we haven't seen too much of Tennessee. We've just been venturing out. We went to Asheville, North Carolina, just to see, because Kathy's never been to North Carolina before. But Beautiful. Uh, we went there, and uh, we went to a. She googled the closest coffee shop with the best ratings, and we went to it. And we went in there, and it was uh, basically. Uh, People of different um, gender identities all padded up with piercings. And I went into the bathroom, and they actually encourage art graffiti on the wall there. And all I can say is I, I felt like I needed an exorcism when I walked out of there. <laughs> so when we came yeah. back, they, when we came back, they told us, uh, you know, our, our, the pastor told us that that's uh, Asheville, North Carolina, is like the new age mecca of. Uh, <laughs> Of the East, so yeah. Now, isn't that where Billy and, Graham's uh, foundation is? Isn't he in Asheville? Um, it might I be. Think that's, that's his I thought that was Bill. Yeah, I thought that was Billy Graham territory. Well, okay. it's not well, now. No, <laughs> see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, and uh, and then you know, it's um, I, I've kind of thought like, oh well, you know, reintegration. I just no problem. We're just back in the United States, and everything's fine, and. Then yesterday, I just realized that, that Ingalls Market is, I haven't been there yet, but I keep driving by it, and I keep thinking, like, oh, I need to go into that Hispanic store, because <laughs> Ingles is English in <laughs> in Spanish, so I literally thought it was a Spanish store, so I yeah. need to, um, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. You'll hear a lot of stuff out there, right? Uh, all yeah. kinds of twang. Well, praise the Lord. We've got to stop for just a moment. I'm just getting a, a text message right now. Um, prayers for a family friend. This is coming from David and Nicole. Uh, they're asking us to pray for a friend who took the vaccination. Now he's in the ER with cardiac arrest. He's around 35 with four kids. He lives in Southern California. 
So uh, we don't know his name, but let's pray right now. Father, because of the prayer request coming in, we ask that this, whoever this is who took the vaccination, Lord, I pray it wasn't because they mocked what they heard or that they just ignored what they heard. I pray they did it out of pure ignorance and that you could intervene and that you can deliver this 35-year-old man, Father God, from the condition he's in, save his wife and his four children uh, from the, the, the horror of fatherlessness and being without a husband through death. We ask you to intervene for this young man in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. amen. Save his soul. Save his soul. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a day we're living in. I mean, what a time God is bringing us to this uh, brink of transition. There is a crossing over. We're getting ready to go through. Uh, it's wonderful that our ark is going to be filled with food, water, vegetation, life, you know, just movement, that we're not just going to be stagnant, hanging out in a cave somewhere, uh, that we're actually going to be moving. And I love what you said uh, just a minute ago, Kathy, when you said, uh, you know, you got to stay healthy. And one of the best ways to stay healthy is taking care of your land, taking care of your garden, taking care of your property, making sure everything is done well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, working that okay. property is uh, is physically and mentally um, awesome for your health and mental well-being. Amen. So this uh, person's name was Meredith. Uh, he is an awesome Christian. He took the vaccination for his job. So I guess, you know, there it was, a wife and four children, and another to keep your job, you got to take the vaccination. Bummer. No bueno. Um, Melissa Fletcher is telling us, yes, Asheville, North Carolina is, as Pastor Melissa Fletcher, uh, is where Billy Graham's ministry, The Cove, is. So you guys were right in Billy Graham territory in Asheville. It's a beautiful place. Wow. Yeah, as I recall. So how far away were you from Asheville? Just curious. Uh, about an hour. An hour and 40 minutes. hour and 40 minutes, Oh, that's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. You know, um, you go a little further west, about eight hours, and you'll be right in our neck of the woods. So, anyways. Well, we're thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Good news. All right, so uh, this, this situation with Meredith, uh, this young Christian man, 35, keep him in your prayers. And, um, oh, that's right, and I want to do this as well. As a matter of fact, because that came in, uh, if there's anybody out there, this is super important, and I want to put it on the screen right now. Uh, there's a number on the screen, and David and, and uh, Nicole, make sure that you get this reported as well. Uh, that number is 479-233-3774. You can put that number, uh, call that number or text it with any prayer request you have. There are intercessors on the other side of that line that have devoted themselves to intercessory prayer. They just got back from a uh, Tres Diaz over in Oklahoma, I think it was, where they spent three days in the war room uh, with intercession and deliverance and prayers and uh, just a lot. So there's, you know, if you have an issue, a uh, personal issue, somebody else, you don't have to talk directly if you don't want to. You could text, ask for prayers, tell us a little bit about it. Um, but if you need to talk to somebody on the other side of that number, make sure you call it 479 479- Two three 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 seven seven four. It's four seven nine two three 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 seven seven four. Okay, what will the nations do when fear comes? And right now, those who trust the Lord are going to dwell in safety. And we have that beautiful promise coming out of the scriptures that uh, we're going to be okay. 
you know, people are going to be all right that really have trust and honored the Lord. So your thoughts, Brian, let's get into whatever is on your heart today. What do you want to talk about? Is it whatever it is? Let's go there. I just see, I'm just trying to pay attention to the news and, uh, what I'm seeing is just more and more and more. It's just famine, famine, famine is the recurring motif. You know, it's, um, and, but, you know, on one hand, it sounds like it's going to be absolutely, utterly devastating. But on the other hand, it's, um, it seems like it's planned by the World Economic Forum, you know, just kind of like COVID was ahead, event 201 before, before COVID. And lo and behold, they had, they were planning it out and, 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 um, and we had COVID immediately after they got done with Event 201. Then they're talking about Cyber Polygon, which is, you know, Internet uh, hacking and Internet outages and supply line disruptions. And, and now it's the World Economic Forum talking about famine. And so COVID, I don't think, worked out as well as maybe they thought it would or, or hoped. And I'm thinking perhaps uh, the whole famine situation will be the same. You know, it's hard to tell. But I I was listening today and I heard that China is buying up all the wheat that they can. And they actually have an 18-month surplus right now. And that uh, meanwhile, you know, we have nothing in the United States. Every other country has a civil defense plan. You know, Russia has a civil defense plan. And we have virtually nothing. So I think the United States, I think the United States is actually the target of all of this because we are, we're, we, we may be the one thing that restrains <laughs> and has restrained the, the Antichrist from, you know, doing his thing for years and years and years. I mean, that's, that's a, 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 a thing of speculation. Is it the Holy Spirit? Is it the United States? Some people, people that believe in the pre-tribulation rapture tend to, tend to say that it's the church that's the restrainer and when the church is removed and, then he has, then the Antichrist has full reign, but, uh, but I'm not sure. So it's just kind of, I'm just paying attention, keeping my ear to the ground and, and, and preparing as much as we can without freaking out. Yeah, absolutely. And it is a biblical, I mean, this is book of revelation, chapter six, the third seal, the fourth seal. I mean, we're talking about the third seal of economic imbalance. There's plenty on the shelves, but the prices are so high People can't afford it. They start to panic, steal, rob, civil unrest, as we said yesterday. Then you go to the next progression of the fourth seal, and you have this writer called Death, and he's killing a fourth of the population on the planet through hunger and through war. So, yeah, it says, though, God foreknew, and I know these things have happened in times past, but we're talking about a global situation happening at the same time right now. So many different things going on at the same time. The signs of the times truly are here. You may, people may have heard that years ago, but the fact is we are eyewitnesses of Bible prophecy unfolding, and that in and of itself is phenomenal, is it not? I think so, yeah. And then, you know, it, it's, uh, we're watching what's happening in Ukraine, and it's, it's, uh, it's almost impossible to figure out what the truth is regarding Ukraine, regarding Russia. And, um, but I think that uh, I'm watching Bel- Belarus and Poland right now. And there's, you know, it's looking like, well, Belarus was supposedly going to invade, join Russia in invading Ukraine. And then I just read a thing this morning where the Belarusian um, prime minister is saying that, well, no, that was, that's not true. That was just, uh, that was a rumor. (laughs) And then meanwhile, you know, um, countries are expelling Russian diplomats, 40 countries, I believe, are expelling Russian diplomats. And, uh, 
Russia is saying there will be uh, retaliation of some kind. The rhetoric for nuclear war is being turned up, you know, on all sides. And it's, um, you know, whereas, I don't know, back in when we were kids and when they were talking during the Cold War, you know, the, the, the emphasis was on doing everything we possibly can do to prevent it. And now we've got these crazy um, politicians, Democrats of all people, and neocons, Republicans, you know, talking about, about like, the, the viability of engaging in nuclear war and how it can be won and using tactical nukes and things like that. And it's just, it's absolutely insane, which is what we, you would expect for the end times. Yeah, and they have something called a neutron bomb. I know Israel supposedly had it. We had a neutron bomb, and I would imagine Russia has it, where it's kind of like a sound wave bomb that it, it, I guess it kills people without destroying the buildings. Have you ever heard of something like that? Yeah, yeah. They had neutron bombs. They had neutron bombs in the 80s. Uh, you know, my dad was an engineer for the, for the Department of Navy working on nuclear submarines, and he used to tell me about it. And he actually worked on the Star Wars project before they, before they supposedly canceled it. I don't think they actually did. But, um, but um, he, um, he would always talk about the neutron bombs, and yeah, that's exactly what it is. It, they, it kills people, but it doesn't destroy uh, – it doesn't destroy buildings or infrastructure or anything like that. And, and, and I'd imagine that, that the weapons that they have, we don't have – whatever they actually have, we're, we know about 20 years. We're about 20 years behind in terms of what we know about. So, like, for example, there was the SR-71 Blackbird, which was uh, – uh, they still have it. It's the fastest spy plane there is still, I believe. And uh, it was originally slotted to be a fighter, and it was they they produced it first in 1968. And the the story I was told is that it it fired a missile that almost overran the missile, almost shot itself down. And so they decided that it was just going to be a spy plane, or it would be the replacement for the U-2. And when I got to Okinawa, Japan, in the in the early 1980s, when I was in the Marines, there was the SR-71, and they revealed it. And but they revealed it as if it had just come out, and that was around 1984, 1985. And, um, and so and a few years later, the truth came out, and they said, well, actually, we've had it since 1968. But for all those years, the United States, the public, had no idea what they had, that our weapon systems were that advanced. And so a lot of the people that I know that are involved in the military or, and that I read about that are in the military say the same thing, that whatever they have now, they're about 20 years ahead of what they let us know they have. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I know that Russia is boasting some major bombs. Yeah, I wonder what people are going to start, you know, what happens? How do you, how do you see this you know, it, with your spiritual eyes here? How do you see that first mushroom cloud come, going up into the air over a major city in the United States of America and uh, maybe a number of them following, I would say, well, you know, how do you think people are going to respond to seeing a mushroom cloud, a bomb, in the Ukraine if the, any of those images are true and they're supposedly bombing these factories and you're showing the massive power of these missiles that are striking? You know, if, if those are true images, and they are, but just in the timing, I guess, in the place, um, you know, that must, be a, a, an out, that must be an awesome sight. And what do you think will happen in America uh, when people begin to witness mushroom clouds going up in major cities across the nation. Well, I, th I think we'll see exactly what, what Revelation says we're going to see, and that is men's hearts will fail them for fear of what's coming upon the earth. 
That's huge. I think it's yeah. Just, that I think it's just yeah. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. It's um. It's uh. It's it's uh. People are are just are are, are really oblivious, and I was I was a little bit surprised when we got here. Greenville, and there's a lot of young people. I mean, I told you last week, the pastor of the church here is only 30 years old, and we have a lot of um, uh, influence from Irish Ministries, Heidi and Roland Baker in in Pembo, Mozambique, and then we have a lot of Bethel people. We have actually a mission team from from the Bethel School of Ministry in Redding, California. I don't know how much people know about, about Bethel, but there's some good things about it, but then they carry things so far to the extreme, and they quite often many of them are oblivious to what the Word of God says. They're very sensitive to the Spirit and pursuing the Spirit of God in prayer and worship and, and, and pursuing signs and wonders and healing and things like that. But they tend to be very um, very ignorant in, in terms of what the Word of God says, especially when it comes to eschatology. And, of course, mm-hmm. Bill Johnson, the, the, the leader of, of Bethel Ministries, um, he is a uh, he's a post millennialist and he is uh, the co-author with Lance Wallenau of the Seven Mountains Mandate, you know, and they and they believe that that uh, that Jesus will come when they we have Christianized, transformed the seven major institutions, you know, financial, uh, arts, uh, churches, schools, et cetera, government, et cetera, and once we've transformed those things and prepared it, they believe Jesus is going to come back then. I don't know how you read your Bible and get that. I, I really don't. It just seems so clear and so simple to me. But that's kind of the uh, the atmosphere that the, the kids that go to the Bethel School of Ministry are immersed in. And so um, they not only do they tend to be sort of oblivious to the Word of God, what it actually says in eschatology, but, um, you know, they they don't really see – that the, the things are actually getting worse. And actually the, the pastor here said to me, he said, you know, people are always talking about how things are going to get worse and they're going to get worse. And now he's from Brazil, you know, so he's come from some really hard things and seen some really hard things. And he said that, well, you know, look at, look at what we have. If people, the life expectancy of a human being used to be about 40 years. And now look, now it's like 78, 80 years old. And, and I didn't say anything. I just listened. But so I'm, I'm sort of trying to tread lightly but um, I was talking to a girl at work the other day, and I, and, and I was sort of kind of feeling her out because she went to the Bethel School of Ministry and the Bethel School of Music. And so I just said, well, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go through some hard times. And, um, and I said that uh, it's, um, whether it's going to be, whether it's going to be the, the crisis that tends to precede great awakenings or whether it's going to be the last, the last crisis uh, you know, I, uh, I'm not so sure. So I was just feeling her out. And she's like, oh, yeah. And I said to her, I said, you know, I know, I know Bill Johnson tends to think that we're going to make everything better and everything's going to get better, but I, I, I really disagree with his eschatology. And she said, oh, no, no, I think we're in, we're in the last days. This is it <laughs> for sure. Good. So, Good for her. So, yeah. And so, I, like, we're still, we're still trying to feel things out, but we really need to educate the younger generation. Well, amen. I want to go back to something you said just a moment ago, and it was about America is targeted, uh, that this whole moment, even though, you know, the war is being fought over there. Uh, there was an article about two weeks ago. I saw this and it was Joe Biden warning Xi Jinping not to assist Russia in giving them weapons as though that were going to that was going to be happening. I thought, what a strange article where China 
is going to be assisting Russia. Now, if you put China and Russia together with some Middle Eastern countries and you want to go to war, um, this could get really nasty really quick. And right now, with the, with the propaganda, the demonization that's going on against Russia, against Putin, they're, they're cursing him, saying he's a madman, he's sick, psychologically inept, he's not able to run his country, uh, he's demonized. So, the, the, you know, it's so funny how Satan accuses Satan. Um, so this is all happening. So what is it going to take for him to, you know, say, hey, you know what, let's go underground? And uh, they're giving reports that he and his family now have gone into underground bunkers and, and, and have been sheltered away. And, uh, you know, we could be at any moment, sincerely, uh, you know, without getting, you know, terrified or anything to that effect, um, we could be at the moment of really – um, some powerful weapons being detonated around the world. And if it is America that's being targeted, um, you know, that, you know, electromagnetic pulse, wipe out the electrical grid, let these people kill themselves, shut down the hospitals, the prison systems, uh, open the door to more death, let, you know, if, if they want to destroy this country, um, they, they probably could. And the Christians are, are aware of these things, and so being in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people, how important is that right now, Brian and Kathy? It, it's vital. It's vital. You know, unless you're, you're a person in the city who's got, like, you know, a basement where you've got aquaponics set up and you're growing, you got your seeds and you've got your, uh, your beans and your rice and everything else stashed and you're ready to go, you're going to be in big, 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 big trouble. So, um it's it's uh it's it's what you said and what you keep saying it's like if you're not in a place where where with the right people that you can count on rather than wonder if they're going to come and steal your stuff and kill your family you know then you need to get out and if you're in a city that's exactly what's going to happen and and you know a lot of times i think a lot of people are looking at at well they're they're saying well you know food prices are definitely going up it's going to be definitely hard maybe we should you know get some extra stuff and things like that but they don't realize that when you know if famine really hits if there's a real or the or the US dollar collapses which we're in a, a place right now where we're at high risk for that to happen you know eventually it's going to happen but we're in another time a period of time where it's like the possibility of that happening is very, very real. And again, that's going to, that, that fulfills the prophecy. There might be food on the shelf, but they're not, people are not going to be able to afford it. And then you had your dream of the violence in the grocery store. And what happens, you know, historically is riots and social unrest and people, you know, you're not just worrying about not having enough food. You have to be worried about people killing each other because they're so angry. And when people get together in mobs, mobs get crazy. You know, and, and it's just not going to be a good situation. So if you can get out of the city and get into a rural area, you better do it while you can. You know, don't be I, I wouldn't be just sitting there questioning it and um, thinking about, you know, hoping that we're going to return to some kind of uh, great prosperous time again that, that, that the United States has known in the past. It's not going to happen. And if it does, it's not going to happen for quite a while. So. Mm. No way. And you just talked about, you know, the, the mad rush. We're already witnessing in Oakland and in other parts of uh, California, different places where 50, 60 people were showing up at stores, breaking through the windows, robbing jewelry and everything you'd imagine. You get into a place where the lights go out in New York City. I forget the exact date when the lights went out. It was an absolute nightmare 
of looting and violence and crime that was being committed uh, just a couple of days with the lights gone out there and people panicking. They had no air conditioning. They had no heating. Uh, you know, they just, they didn't have what they needed at that time. And so things really jumped. And our nation is so volatile right now. Uh, you know, you, somebody could pull the switch and before you know it, we have burning mobs, you know, all over the place. So whatever seems to be calm right now, it won't take much for somebody to turn up the heat and allow that to go forward. And you talk about a nuclear bomb going off. You talk about uh, mushroom clouds in the air. Um, you know, these, this is kind of a very sad story. By the way, uh, my brother, Michael, who drives for, and, I, and I'm my brother in the Lord, who drives a truck uh, for a major company, um, you know, cross country, uh, he's very emphatic about letting people know this. People said, well, hey, if something goes south, uh, does, does Walmart, for example, one of the biggest food distributors in the world, I guess, uh, do they have about, what do they have, three days of food on the shelves? And he looks at people a little weird and says, where'd you get that from? There's 12 hours max of yeah. food on the shelves. That's, you know, what he's saying. So, um, you know, the idea where people are just so, you know, think about someone's mind oh, I need to go to the store and I need to pick up some milk. I need to get baby food. I need to get cat food and dog food. I need to get some meal for tomorrow. Oh, I better run over. I'm going to turn the water faucet on and everything's okay. But doesn't it look as, as a targeted nation that these things that we've taken for granted for so long could be gone in an hour? Easily, easily, you know, and that's, and that's what, that's what the revelation says, you know, and, and I, I, I believe the United States is Babylon, you know, and, um, you know, there's, um, there's an interesting scripture in Ezekiel 16 and taught that talks about Sodom and, um, it says in Ezekiel 16, 49, 15 says, behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, excess of food and prosperous ease, but did not aid the poor and the needy. They were haughty and, and did an abomination before me. So I removed them when I saw it. And you know when I look at when I look at the United States, it's like we tend to focus so much upon the sexual sin of Sodom, but there was a lot more to it than that. There was a there was a there was an underlying spirit of greed and gluttony and and um, that uh, that uh, that was just the foundation of Sodom. And and it, and the fact that they in, engaged in homosexuality was just one small part of it. And so there is um, you know not in the body of Christ, but the United States, especially amongst liberals or so-called progressives or whatever you call them, it's just uh, they're not progressive, they're regressive, and they're not liberal, they're totalitarian. But, but uh, there tends to be this focus upon pointing the finger at, you know, who should pay taxes. And, and I saw a thing about uh, they're going after Putin because apparently he's wealthy, and so they're pointing the finger at him because he's wealthy. But the fact of the matter is these people that – that are pointing the finger at other people's wealth and other people's prosperity are the ones that give the least, the ones who demand the most in terms of social services and that we have, and that the government create programs. They're the ones who actually give the least and hoard the most. And they're the ones that, that when, you know, we would see it in, in Hawaii, anytime there'd be a potential tsunami or especially when a, when a hurricane was coming in, everybody would run to the stores and hoard you know, toilet paper and water, and they would, the aloha spirit would disappear within a second, and they'd be practically fighting each other just to get the stuff, and the store shelves would be completely cleared off. And so I think that, I think that it's, it's not only, 
are we going to face like tremendous shortages when something happens and it's going to happen, like you said, within 12 hours? We need to remember the reason why America is in this place that we're in. You know, we are, we are under God's judgment. Amen to that, Brian. And I just want to make this comment alongside of that, and I think you're going to pick up on that theme because it's the truth. It is, it is the thing that everybody needs to understand. Um, but what a strange thing. That, you know, and I don't know how you feel about this or how others that are listening feel about this, but how awkward is it? How um, mind-bending is this? That there are people throughout this nation, moral people, good people, right-thinking people uh, to a degree, um, but there are people everywhere that are actually hoping that Russia will beat the living daylights out of some of these NATO forces, the Joe Biden administration, and all the corruption that we have seen in our nation. And we have seen a lot of corruption And for the first time, I think, in this country, the will of the people, the mind of the people has shifted to, I hope Russia does beat the living daylights out of them. I, you know, I think, you know, rather than demonizing Russia, who you don't see LGBTQ flags raising around, I don't think there's a lot of abortion over in Russia. There's more of a moral state going on over there, but nobody knows through propaganda. But for the first time, are you sensing that where people are going, you know what? This, this, this government, this American government, and this globalist government is so corrupt and so evil that we would actually hope that a Russian bear would begin to do some real, real damage to stop the insanity that people are getting sucked into and trapped in? I, I, I don't see that here. Uh, I think I live now in a very, very patriotic part of of the country and but um i i can definitely sense that i i see that that there are people that are like that are actually rooting for putin and versus rooting for joe biden and i think it's like like you said a, a few minutes ago you know it's the devil deceiving the devil it's the devil fighting the devil you know um putin he might be better than biden i don't know but the bottom line is, is Putin is a gangster too. You know, he's ex KJ uh, KGB, and he's. Uh, I heard a story of. Uh, um, I guess it was a uh, former football player who'd been in a Super Bowl or something like that, and he was in Russia for some reason, and he actually met Putin, and he had a Super Bowl ring on, and Putin said, "Hey, can I um can I see that ring?" And the guy said, "Yeah, sure." So he took it off and handed it to him, and Putin took it and and uh, put it on and said, "Ah, I'm keeping this." <laughs> My grandfather did the same thing to me. Yeah. My grandfather did the same thing. I found a quarter (laughs) one day. I picked up the quarter and I I met him for the first time. My father took me to meet my grandfather in Jersey City, New Jersey, and I found this quarter on the ground. And my grandfather, first time he ever met me, he said to me, Is there a picture of a man's face on that? I looked at it, I said, Yes. He said, Well, that's mine. And he took my quarter from me. These guys are, they're, they're just like that. What are you going to do? Hey, uh, uh, Greg Johnson just made a comment uh, in the chat room that people seem thrilled at the notion someone will do what we won't. And, I, and I'm pretty sure what he's saying is that, uh, that Russia will do to the, uh, the corrupt American government what we, the people of the United States, have refused to do, to hold our governmental officials accountable and rather have been made afraid uh, to deal with any of those issues, because 
The corruption is so in your face. It is so demonically inspired, so wicked from the Jeffrey Epstein scandals with Bill Gates and the globalists. And you got to imagine that Joe Biden's a little, you know, only God knows where he's been. And this whole thing in Ukraine where, you know, he and his son were sitting on the board of, you know, the, the, the oil. So something's desperately wrong and nobody's doing anything about it. So I think his point is, you know, we hope that somebody will do something. You know, somebody will stand up to this, this bully and, and do something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can, I can empathize with the, the emotion behind that, but then I have to remind myself that, you know, this is part of the devil's plan with deception. You know, there's, there is no good side in, in, um, on the earth, you know, the, the, the system is the, the world system is controlled by the God of this world and, and, and that's Satan. And, and um, there's really no good side. There's no there's no good politicians. There's no good militaries. There's no it's all it's all a, a product of the fall, you know. And I think that's one of the reasons why Jesus warned um, his disciples to beware of the leaven of Herod, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees, you know. And 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 my interpretation of that is Herod is the spirit of the world, meaning just all the lust of the the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and and, and the pride of life. And then there's the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees that weren't just opposing religious Jewish denominations per se, but they were opposing political parties, you know, and, and he said, don't get wrapped up in this. And when he stood before Pilate and, and you know, and Pilate asked him if he was a king, you know, and, and he said, my, my kingdom is not of this world. And if it were, my disciple, my followers would fight for me, right? And so we're supposed to rise above it. It's like people are going to pick sides like football teams at the Super Bowl, and they're going to kill each other over it. And I think that to pick sides between Joe Biden and Ukraine and Putin and, and all these globalist leaders, you know, Putin does not like the New World Order. That's my understanding. But then it's not because Putin is some moral giant who wants to usher in the kingdom of God. Putin wants his own New World Order, and so does China, you know. And so all these globalist types are fighting amongst each other. And to pick a side at this point in time, that's why, like, you know, I joined the military, I joined the Marine Corps to fight for my country, but if it were today, there is no way I would join the military or encourage anybody to join the military to fight for anything because <laughs> it's just it's just nonsense. And to get caught up in a global, worldly side, I think, is the way we would get deceived. Yeah, very interesting. And, yeah, in just a moment, I want to talk about the drones um, because drones are a huge part of warfare today. But you just said something that struck a chord, and that is there are Christians in every nation on this earth, and yet if every Christian was required to be nationalistic or patriotic for their country, and they were going to get, you know, the Christians in China, all right, well, we're going to stand for, you know, China, uh, patriotic Chinese people. Uh, We're Russian Christians, so we're patriotic for Russia. And you know that they have their own propaganda going on, their own mind control, their own persuasion. All different countries have a a tendency to, you know, demonize other countries. In America, we're told we're the super great country in the world and everybody else is bad. Well, in those countries where other Christians dwell, they're told they're the great country and we're the big Satan uh, and Israel's the little Satan and stuff like that. So if, if Christians are supposed to get involved in these battles, if we're supposed to take a side with our country and go fight against other countries, now you have Christians fighting against Christians within the context of this rather 
in a time like this, we hear God say, come out of her, my people. Speak into that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's I'm not going to go kill my brother and my sister, period. I'm not going to do it. And, um, and, and, and that's exactly it. We, we are part of, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. I reside in the United States of America. You know, I would never do anything to, to, to violate the laws of the land consciously, but I am a citizen of heaven. I am a citizen of God's kingdom, and that's what I stand for. And, and you know, to me, Jesus was clear. He didn't say go kill your enemies. He said pray for those, pray for your enemies, you know, pray for those who persecute you. Do good, fight evil with good, and, and love your enemies. And, and it's, um, I, I, there's just absolutely no way am I going to, to pick a side between Putin and Biden and the Ukraine or, or Donald Trump, you know, we wanted Donald right. Trump to be president, but you know what? I just, I'm not going down that path now. It's like the, those days are over, honestly, you know, and as we move into the great tribulation, brother will deliver up brother. That's what it says. And I'm not going to deliver up my brother. Very good. I want to read a scripture. This is the word of the Lord. This is um, what I think a lot of people may feel. Some people may believe I believe it with all my heart. I believe it's the word of the Lord to our nation today. You said a few moments ago that you believe that America was Babylon. It certainly has taken on the characteristics of Sodom and Gomorrah. It certainly has taken on the characteristics of Egypt. Even Israel was called Egypt, and Israel's leaders were called Sodom. So there's a description here. You look at America today, it's got the, you know, the description of Sodom and Gomorrah, Egypt, Babylon, definitely. And here's the word of the Lord. Out of Jeremiah chapter 50, Behold, I am against you, O thou most proud, saith the Lord God of hosts, for thy day is come, the time that I will visit you, and the most proud shall stumble and fall, and none shall raise him up, and I will kindle a fire in his cities, and it shall devour all round about him, thus saith the Lord of hosts. And this is just a... Uh, In verse 26, real quick, come against her from the utmost border, open up her storehouses, cast her up as heaps, destroy her utterly, let nothing of her be left. And this word against Babylon, in Jeremiah wrote by the Spirit of God, this dualistic prophecy, this is the target. This is the America that was once glorious and a golden cup in the hand of the Lord is about to be destroyed. And now we're hearing the weapons... And then we're applying the weapons of war and nuclear war with hunger, biblically, black horse, green horse, Revelation chapter 6. So it's close at hand. The potential is here, isn't it? Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that, um, is that Putin is, if I understand it correctly, Putin is against this brand uh, of global dominance. And, and um Right. He just recently just I think it was just today he said that he was going to begin um, trading oil, selling oil in the Russian ruble. But of course, the U.S. dollar is called the petrodollar because in, in 1971 or 74, when Nixon took us off the gold standard and put us made us fiat, uh, a fiat currency, made the U.S. dollar a fiat currency like the rest of the uh, currencies in the world, he uh, we became the uh, the strong arm for OPEC. And in, 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 um, in exchange, 
they decided they agreed to only sell oil in the U.S. dollar. So everybody had to convert their currency to the U.S. dollar. And that is really the only thing that has sustained our dollar, uh, you know, at least since the 1970s. And now we have countries, we have, we have Putin saying that he's going to trade oil in, in the R- Russian ruble. He's siding with China. And uh, China is talking about um, doing everything in the yuan. And, and, you know, the last few wars that we've had through the years, I know, I know the narrative has told us all about preserving democracy and saving persecuted people and whatnot. But, when, but Libya, uh, Afghanistan, and, and Iraq, well, I don't know about Afghanistan. That was more for oil. But Libya and, and Saddam Hussein in Iraq in particular, the reason why we went and took them out is because they did the exact same thing. They turned around. Muammar Gaddafi said that we are going to – he had his own supply of gold. He has his own, his, his own central bank. And he said we're going to start trading oil in, 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 in the Libyan currency. And the same thing happened with, with uh, Saddam Hussein. And everything that's happened is anybody that's ever done that, that has threatened the United States in that way by undermining the petrodollar has been blown to smithereens. And so if, if, if Putin's response to our economic sanctions is to not kowtow, he's going to do something. You know, he's not going to back down. And so I think that, that you've, got, you've got two different gangs, basically. You've got two different brands of gangsters who are going up against each other, and they're trying to ex- – they want complete – total global dominance. And the other thing that I read about, too, is the European Union just voted to create a, an EU army. They haven't had their own army, but basically they're, and they're starting with 5,000 troops, you know, and the, and the sky is the limit, but they're going to create their own army. So everything is moving towards a centralized global order. And what that's actually going to look like, you know, is it's mere speculation at this point. But when we view things through the lens of Scripture, things are right on track. <clears throat> They are right on track, and uh, one of the thoughts that comes to mind is that God is in the heaven. There is a God. He is a creator. He is the creator. He is the only true living God, and God is the one that is everywhere. He is who he is. It's, it, the Bible's report of who he is is just the beginning. Uh, nobody really knows the depths of who God is. Nobody's been his counselor, but he is God, and he is watching everything going on this earth, and what we are looking for And I think the thing that resonates in those who are truly born again, meaning they have received God's spirit. In other words, and in God's spirit, they have God's mind. They have his heart. They know what he uh, accepts and he knows what he rejects. They know. And so what this moment is, is we desire, and it's kind of like God put this in us, we want to see God's justice. You know, America faked, you know, we need to go back in 9-11, we're going to pay them for what they did, and, and we want justice against these bad guys. But it was all a big political scheme, and nobody ever knew the real truth of what really happened. You know, people want justice. We just had a major riot in 2020 because of what happened up in Minnesota, uh, where, you know, George Floyd, you know, was killed by a police officer, and they wanted justice, and they were willing to burn the nation down, Right. So everybody wants their sense of justice, but their justice has corruption in it. So we talk about the creator in whom there is no darkness at all. This is his world. This is his earth. And what about the time of his justice? And, you know, we who sit here and won't do anything, you know, we don't know what to do to bring the justice of God. You know, we're not the sword of the Lord. It doesn't seem nobody's doing anything. So we sit back and say, God, 
bring your justice. And then we hear the Holy Spirit say, make sure that your heart is right with God because justice begins or judgment begins in the house of God. Can we kind of go down that path just a little bit? Absolutely. And um, I've been uh, looking at the body of Christ through the lens of the Internet for quite some time. That's why it was such, such a surprise to us when, when God called us back to the, to, to the body of Christ in the United States from Honduras because we didn't think that we ever even wanted to visit the United States again. And right when we said that, then, then God switched things up and, and put a burden on our heart for the bride of Christ in the United States. And so on one hand, I see such, such a perversion of, of, of the gospel message, you know, whether you're looking at the, at, at the woke movement and the effect that it's having on progressive, you know, social justice type Christianity, or whether you're looking at some of the emo, most extreme things that happened, like in the New Apostolic Reformation and whatnot, where you've got people actually like laying on graves and doing grave sucking and hoping on the, they lay on the graves of like famous evangelists hoping to, to um, absorb the anointing from their grave, you know, just absolutely cuckoo, cuckoo stuff, you know. But then on the other hand, I see like what I see what's, what's happening here, you know, and we have a, a Methodist church, which, you know, it seems like I believe the pattern has been for them to lean towards the woke and having uh, homosexual pastors and, 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 and things like that. But we have a, a Methodist church here partnering with Irish Ministries, which is, you know, very, very charismatic, but, but also very balanced in terms of their view of, of uh, God's judgment and God's, um, and the suffering that, that occurs in the world and, and the end times. And so we have a partnership here, and I just see, I see it's almost as if we have, like, the hyper-charismatics and we have the most extreme secessionists coming together and, and bringing up, and there's a, I don't know, there's a unification taking place. I see it happening in the spirit, and I see it happening in real time here. And I hope that's, that's what we're going to see. And while we're going to see all this, all this tribulation, right, and, and we, know, we know we've got really hard, hard things coming down upon the earth. But in the midst of that is, you know, God is going to be, God is going to be God. And God is going to, he's going to, he's going to win. And his word is going to go, continue to go forth, and it's not going to return void. And so we're going to see some really bad things. We're going to see some really great things. And I keep hearing a recurring motif about people talking about it's the word and the spirit coming together, coming together. You know, in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't really, I don't, I don't discern the difference. It's like word and the spirit go together. But, but you have these movements in the United States where they're all spirit and no word and then all, all word and no spirit. And they're coming together and kind of lending balance to each other. And I'm seeing that happen here. And so I hope, I, I hope that will happen in other places in the United States, too. Yeah, I, I believe that there's a time, and that's so well said, that the only thing that's really going to matter is for a human being, a male or a female, who believes in Jesus to rally around the cross again. You know, I maintain that the only thing that we could all claim that we have in common is that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and we all need salvation. And the only genuine salvation from our sinful condition that God has granted is the offering that he gave. Patricia and I were talking about it today, that how every other God and every other religion, you know, requires a sacrifice. And here, our faith, God gave us the sacrifice. He provided it in his own son, that if we would just put our faith and trust in him, we would come 
uh, back to the Father in an act of reconciliation. So how important is it for all believers to just rally around the cross again, the blood-stained cross of Jesus Christ where the mercy of God was poured out, the grace of God was poured out, the truth of God was poured out, and that outpouring out of the person of Christ is flowing into our lives. That's where this has to go. And, you know, this is the beginning of the church age, the cross. And probably, again, the same principle, the end is revealed from the beginning. Maybe all this denominational, doctrinal, eschatological, you know, conversation and and division and schism and backbiting, undermining, warring, you know, all of it is nonsense, ultimately, and it's not serving the purpose of God whatsoever. So maybe it's just a rally back to the cross in a day of great tribulation where people are going to have to come back to, you know, just organic life again and be disconnected like the matrix from all the systems of this world and find themselves in a place of fellowship and uh, with the body of Christ and with Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, one of the good things, the best thing that came out of this terrible, corrupt government and throughout the world, time after time we watch the corruption and nothing's been done about it and they get away with it. And even if it gets aired on public airways, nothing is ever done. Nobody's held accountable. Well, I came to the conclusion that there's not a darn thing that I'm going to do about it. And I don't think anybody can do about it. So you know what? That's when I turned and I said, okay, man, I'm all in for this kingdom of God and the government upon our Lord's shoulder, you know? And it's like, when you come to that point and you realize that it's, it's not going to get better, there's nothing that's going to happen, you know, some, I think our God is allowing it. And, um, yep. and then, well, I think Revelation talks about, he says, come out of her, my people. What are we coming out of? What is he referring to? He's referring to Babylon. He's referring to our belief in our politicians, you know, everything. that It's going to be all better. We're going to have peace if we elect this guy, and we're going to have, you know, better mortgage prices and, you know, interest rates if we elect this politician and better schools. And, and it's like, no, it says the government will be upon his shoulders forever. And it's like, that's the government. We're in a kingdom. The kingdom has a king. It has a government. And it has laws and rules. And if we don't make that exchange now in our minds, we're going to be caught with our pants down in the future, you know, running to hide under those rocks with the unbelievers. Because, you know, faith, Faith is, you know, it's a gift, but it's also, you. it's an action. You know, we have to walk out our faith. And, um, yeah. Amen. Amen. And then, so, um, yeah, and so, oh, go ahead. No, you go, please. Well, I was just going to say, and, and, you know, as we divorce ourselves from this government, you know, and we have, there's people that are raising young children, we can still we're going to be in this world. God has given us every single provision to live and thrive, not just survive, but to thrive in, the, in these conditions, what's coming upon us. If we, if we can utilize all the provisions he's given us, and how do we know what those provisions are? It's we read his word. We come together in unity, and each of us has different gifts, you know, not just spiritual gifts, but we have different gifts of how to you know, there's electricians, there's plumbers, there's farmers, there's, you know, tech, technological guys or whatever. And um, so we need to come together and, and utilize everything first and foremost in the spirit, and God will lead us 
into walking through on this earth in his government with faith, depending on him in the midst of it all going down. Yeah, absolutely well said. Uh, you know, between the wisdom that's coming from you and Brian um, and our, our, our friends on chat room, uh, Terry just wrote in and said that till America has a near-death experience, she will not turn. Mm. And both you and Brian had mentioned earlier that the reason why we're experiencing what we are right now, it is because of God's divine judgment. And if people would understand, again, the crema, the crino, and the creases, that it all talks about separation. Judgment is separation, but the creases is the crises, the English word for a crises. And every single crisis that our nation is had and has been facing since 9-11-2001 or whenever, uh, every crisis that has come has been designed by God to turn us back to God. But Terry writes yeah. that till America has a near-death experience, she will not turn because we keep thinking we're so, in, you know, invincible. 9-11 didn't destroy mm-hmm. us. You know, they made a big bravado out of that. Uh, you know, the storms haven't, the school shootings haven't, the church shootings, you know, go on down the list of all these things. We just seem to be this invincible, unshakable, so the most proud says in her heart, I will never see a day of sorrow. And this is just a reality, a near-death experience that, that would wake up our country to turn people back to God. What about it? I think that, you know, yes, I think that's definitely part of it. You know, I think that, um, you know, the people that are really hoping for some sort of political solution, some form of God to exercise his righteousness through our political representatives, through our Justice Department, through the military, through intelligence services, where everything just keeps getting more and more and more corrupt, you know. And I think that, that... anyone that is hoping for that really needs to drill down into the book of Habakkuk because that was Habakkuk's cry. He cried out to the Lord. He complained to the Lord about the, about the unrighteous and the wickedness around him. And, you know, and, and, and the Lord said, well, just hold on. I'm going to do something that's going to basically blow your mind, you know? And then he sent the Chaldeans in. He told him he was going to send the Chaldeans in, a uh, 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 people that were way more violent and wicked than, 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 than who Habakkuk was dealing with at that time. And, and, and I, I think that's what we're headed for. But if you continue in the book of Habakkuk, it, it talks about the, you know, write the vision down and make it plain so, you, you know, so that you'll know how to run with it when the time comes. And ultimately the message is the righteous shall live by faith. So no matter what happens, we need to stand in faith in God and we need to, we need to trust God to do what needs to be done. There will be no justice apart from his justice. And so things are going to continue to unravel. They're going to continue to get worse. There may, be, there may be periods of respite in different areas at different times where people are encouraged to drop their guard, you know, just like things seem to be getting better with the vaccine passports and things like that. But there's something else coming. There's more stuff coming around the corner. As soon as we drop the – as soon as the, the, they relaxed on the COVID mandates and things like that, well, what do you know? Now we've got the threat of nuclear war and famine over our head. So there's just – always going to be something. And so you know, we need to just live by faith. <clears throat> yeah. Well, living by faith is right because Brian, Kathy, you know, it's such a dichotomy because on the one side of this moment, we have war in the Ukraine. We have war with Russia. We have all these things we're talking about, COVID-19. 
But it is March Madness. I mean, it is the college basketball tournament right now. And then it's going to be baseball season is going to start up and then basketball season. And we're going to get through the summer. And it's going to it's almost like these two alternate realities going on at the same time. And the people follow, you know, the stadiums are packed out with 40,000 people, 60,000 cheering fans, you know, and, you know, we're sitting here talking about, wow, Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. The end times are here. And it's such a strange environment, is it not? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like that movie, The Matrix, where, you know, here we are sitting on the Nebuchadnezzar, looking at everything going around, wondering why people can't see, while everybody else is in the Matrix just having a fun time. And they don't know that they're, they're, like, they're just batteries in human battery pods, you know, providing power for the machine. I mean, it's such a... It's such a uh, such a clear metaphor for the time that we're living in. It's incredible, you know. So and it's biblical, yeah. just as in the days of Noah, people yeah. will be eating and drinking and marrying and carrying on. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Listen, uh, we're getting down to the end of our broadcast today, and uh, there's some great comments on here. Again, David said that I feel America has gone too far. Uh, we had a chance with Trump, but people started worshiping Trump and not God. I don't know. I always perceive Trump as being an accelerant uh, into the um, the judgment that God was bringing upon this. I always felt he was the accelerant, accelerate things, mm-hmm. and sure enough, he certainly did. So, yeah. Um, whatever side of the moment we're on, go ahead and finalize some thoughts, uh, Kathy and Brian, and then we'll get running here today. Yeah, I think he was definitely an accelerant, and I and I think that you know. There's amidst all this, amidst the all, you know, watching, being on the wall, watching uh, to see what's going on, to see what's coming, to prepare people and whatnot. There's still life going on in the city below. There's still people that need to be ministered to below, you know. And so, you know, as for me, I'm going to go to work today and I've got seven or eight boys that are just come from devastating family backgrounds, you know, and they and they are the fruit of devastating families, and they have all kinds of problems and all kinds of anger issues and whatnot. And I'm going to go there, and I'm going to try to minister to them, and I'm going to try to bring, you know, the Spirit of God into, into all my interactions with them and look for opportunities to be able to, to, uh, to preach the gospel to them and, and you know, and plant seeds into water seeds, you know. And we need to be faithful doing that and not, not get caught up in the fear. Don't get too caught up in the drama. Don't be interested in what's going on, but don't be too interested. The most interesting thing is what God is still trying to do in the hearts and minds of, of, of his children here on earth. <clears throat> Amen. Wow, that's sending chills throughout my entire body. And to, to understand about the transition that we're in and what God is doing, because I always remember when uh, Lot was in Sodom and Gomorrah, down below into the, into the valley, and Abraham was on a mountaintop, and he's talking with God. And on, from the mountaintop, Abraham is moving forward in the eternal purpose of God. Meanwhile, down the mountain, Sodom and Gomorrah is being destroyed, fireballs from heaven. Uh, but the people of God, the Abrahamic covenant, the children of faith that you've been talking about, are moving on. They're moving forward in the eternal purpose of God. And every one of us, who are born again are connected to the eternal purpose of God, as Paul wrote about in Ephesians chapter 3. So let's stay on the mountaintop. Let's keep moving forward, keep breaking into more kingdom territory in the spirit, working out our salvation with fear and trembling, being salt and light, moving on. But we do know that down in the valley, great destruction is coming. May God grant us that eagle anointing to be the wind beneath our wings, take us up, bring us into a place that he's prepared 
first people. Kathy, a final word, please. Amen. Um, well, I'm just, you know, I, I'm sure all your listeners and, and your church people are, you know, have been involved in prayer and, and prayer groups. And, you know, I'm just finally back into that. And I just being starved for it in the wilderness, like with for two years is just, I'm just so grateful. And I cannot believe life, how I went so long without, you know, that fellowship. fellowship. And um, so I've been in prayer and I just think it's just, it's just amazing just to go in and um, and just to have a small prayer group with one or two or three people, just an hour or two or whatever, however long, and worship God and pray. And and it's just, it was just life-giving. I just felt like it's Sunday again, you know. It's like every yeah. day is Sunday, or, you know. And, I love um, it. Hey, I want to do yeah, something before really we cool. go. And I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't mean to cut you off. And I. I, I will. will re. Re-enter the conversation. But I've got a gentleman I want you both to meet right now on the phone call. This is uh, Pastor Michael V. Michael Villarin. Uh, he was uh, from San Diego, but lived in Hawaii on the island of Kauai, and he wants to say something. He's raising his hand here on the on the room. So, Michael, good morning. God bless you. You have something you want to share with uh, Brian and Kathy? Yeah. Good morning and aloha, Brian and Kathy. Welcome to the hey, other uh, big island called the mainland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. So, hey, I just wanted to uh, reach out to you guys and to say aloha, but also to today's program is very uh, uh, bringing awareness to us, and uh, I'm, I'm just so encouraged by it that there's a, uh, another uh, two hearts of witness that of the end times. But I believe also, too, I want to say this. There's this wonderful promise that we have as overcomers through this storm. And everything in, in, in Revelation, not the book of Revelation, but in a revelation of word and promises in Acts 27, and if you get a chance to read that, it goes something like, you know, in a nutshell, that the Apostle Paul was uh, given unto a ship under these Roman soldiers, these, these captains, and he was in chains, and he was taking orders. And uh, he had warned the people not to go in a certain direction, but they decided to take off, not to listen to the voice of God, not to listen to the Son of God. And so the journey started being smooth, but it ended up being rough. The ship fell apart. But the end of it all things were Apostle Paul was the tail at the beginning of that journey. He became the head at the end of that, where he was giving orders to the Roman soldiers he was breaking bread through the storm. So that's why I see us as the overcomers. We're becoming like we're the tail, but God's going to make us the head of, through the whole thing. And I'm looking forward to that. And the other thing I'm looking forward to, not only is this the greatest show on earth that I would call it, but also we have to look forward to the two witnesses that are going to go upon this earth and prophesy and shut up heaven and all those things. I'm looking forward to that, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. definitely. That's a good word. You know? Yeah, mahalo. <laughs> yeah, bro. So, mahalo. Hey, you got, you got to come to Arkansas because we could talk story. But I got one more question for Brian and Kathy, if I may. Here's sure. the question: What did Tennessee? What's that? What did Tennessee? What's in Tennessee? No, no what, what did Tennessee? I what did Tennessee? I don't know. What Arkansas? I, don't, I, don't, I understand. Huh? What Arkansas? <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> so that means you got to come on over and check it out, bro. Oh, we're, de- we're definitely coming to Arkansas. We just don't know when, but we're coming. Okay, right on. God bless you guys. God bless you, Colin, Mike. We appreciate it. God bless your heart. Okay. All right. So with that being said, Brian and Kathy, Kathy, did you want to finish what you were saying with your final, uh, you know, admonition or or exhortation to the body of Christ before we leave today? Just uh, prayer, pray with a friend, you know, you know, and uh, just worship God and, and uh, the fear will go. He says his perfect love will cast out all fear. Let's keep our eyes on him. Behold our Lord and Savior and worship him in words and deeds, you know, and uh, that's what he says. And um, Amen. it works. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Brian, the final word? That's it. Enjoy, enjoy the fellowship that you have. Enjoy being with one another, you know, walking in the spirit together, being with like-minded Amen. people. Enjoy it. Amen. So, I love it. Yeah. All right. We love you too, both of you. God bless your hearts. We can't wait to see you one day soon. I'll remember next week you're uh, you'll be on the air. Two thirty to ten thirty is when you're working, or two to ten thirty. So, praise the living God. Brian and Kathy Gray, thank you for joining us today, as always, and may the Lord bless you richly. And okay. God bless you, you all. Thank Bye. you. God bless you guys. Shalom. All right. Very, very good. All right, Kathy, Brian, I'm so glad they joined me today. And the conversation, very unique. We're living in these very special times. I want you to remember before you go today, if you ever need prayer, just go to that number that's on the screen, 479-233-3774. You could text that number. You could call that number and say, listen, I need you to pray for, you know, Aunt Lucy. I don't, whatever your needs may be. Pray uh, and, and reach out to that number. They're they're willing to be praying, and we want to you want to exercise that gift that's out there. I want to thank everybody that spoke up in the chat room today. You guys are very special. I've been doing radio for a long, long time. Uh, we're going. We're talking a very long time, and I don't think I've ever seen a more kind uh, chat room out there. Which I thank God for. May it continue to be that way. Uh, God is doing amazing things. I'm telling you the truth. And uh, we just make sure that we're keep doing what is right before God so that you can be navigated into the great things that he's doing. Uh, these are going to be spectacular times. I believe it with all my heart. I'm more excited than you can imagine. And um, it's true. And by the way, if you want to support this radio ministry, you can do it by going to one of our areas to do that. You can actually go to our website, and it is nwmglobal.org. You can give there, or you can go to the uh, any any place you can find a place to uh, sow into the ministry if you'd like to do that. Okay, we love you. We got to go. I'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow, Pastor Jeff Bass is going to be joining me along with maybe one or two other friends to talk about all the stuff that's going on beyond where we just were today. We've got a lot of ground covered. Shalom. Have a great day. God bless everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Pastor Vincent Xavier. You've been listening to The Watchman right here on Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.